my kids knowing uh, every day that they're loved and supported um, was first and foremost to me. And every single day, my kids are going to, I'm going to tell them I love them. They're going to see it through action. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now, here's your host, Art Eddie. What's going on, everybody? Art Eddie here for another edition of The Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to bring on this guy. His job is kind of focused on fatherhood. He created a business called Kinzu that kind of has a great way for families to connect, be creative, and also be safe. That to me is one awesome, you know, trifecta right there. So Sean Herman, the CEO of uh, Kinzu, thanks for taking the time to chat with me, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks. Thanks, Art. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. No doubt. Looking forward to chat with you about Kinzu. And I want to say thanks for uh, sponsoring the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Obviously, you're a dad and you appreciate fatherhood and you know that dads count just as much as moms do. And I really appreciate your support here at the Art of Fatherhood. But let's talk a little bit about your fatherhood journey. When you found out you were going to be a dad, what was going through your mind, man? Oh, man. Yeah, that was feels like forever ago, but uh, feels like yesterday at the at the same time. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what kind of father I, I wanted to be. I, I only had, you know, my experiences growing up and, and my experiences with my father. And uh, I knew um, what I what was important to me, what what I liked about my childhood, what what I thought I wanted to improve on. So going into it, I think a lot of us, you know, we have we have strategy, but I think um, the day uh, the baby comes, that's kind of all out the window and uh, we just do the best we can and hang on for, for dear life. But um, yeah, I, I remember the day vividly. It is um, it, it is cliche, but nothing is the same after and, and, you know, really becoming a father. It was the best day of my life. Nice. Yeah. Well said, Sean. Yeah. It's like the, what did Mike Tyson say? Everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face and not saying becoming a dad is like a punch in the face, but it does shock the system, right? You're like, everything I thought about, well, that's going to go out the window. And even like for me, like when my first daughter was born, I was like changing the diaper so delicately and gently. And the nurse was like, almost like hip checks me. Like, this is how you do it. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So you got you got to love that. And she was like, all right, I got to I got to show this guy the ropes. He's a first time dad. He had like, you know, first day face when you go to a job, you're like, what am I doing? Right. Oh, yeah. Talk a little <laughs> bit about the values you're looking to instill into them. The most important things to me were um, we wanted a, a very loving house. Uh, I think knowing my kids, knowing uh, every day that they're loved and supported um, was first and foremost to me. And growing up, I think it was it was a different time. And you didn't always you didn't always feel that. And um as I entered into adulthood and obviously got into parenthood, uh, that was really the only rule for me is, is every single day my kids are going to, I'm going to tell them I love them. They're going to see it through action. And it's not always happy in the household, but, but they'll always feel loved and, and supported no matter where they are, what they're, what they're up to. Beyond that. Yeah. I think with uh, my first child, my daughter, um, it was important to us to instill some independence um, to, I knew some parents that kind of it really upended their life and, and suddenly you didn't see them doing, you know, some of the things that they loved before. And I think it was very important to us to kind of um, bring parenthood into the things that we loved. So it didn't mean, you know, we could not eat out anymore. It didn't mean we couldn't um, go camping. It didn't mean that we can, you know, go go to different things. So 
that was really important to us to get the kids out and, and not overprotect and, and not uh, do those sort of things, not be afraid of upsetting people on planes, you know, these sort of things. So always being respectful, of course, but uh, that was really important to, to us um, through the journey. And uh, I'm glad that we did because uh, now we get to enjoy a lot of things uh, together with our kids. And they're both, uh, you know, quite comfortable in, in different situations, which is one of the things that we we really wanted. Nice. Thank you very much for sharing that. And especially for you kind of like looking at things in, in different perspectives, especially with Kinzu and just kind of life. What is something that, you know, so I think it would be pretty good answering this one. No pressure, even though I just added pressure to you, but talk about <laughs> something that your kids have taught you either about yourself or about life that maybe didn't know was there until you became a dad. It becomes a thing where suddenly you are, you just become kind of less important. They they become your world and, and everything and you you constantly put yourself second. So something I, I learned about myself is I think how willingly that kind of happened for me and, and probably to a point where I had to I overcorrect and I had to kind of uh, get back and, and uh, put some of the more emphasis uh, on myself. But yeah, it, it's really hard to put into words exactly what I've learned about myself. Um, aside to say, aside from saying, it changed everything and, and so much introspective thought and, and you realize so much about yourself that, that you didn't always learn. And uh, some of the things that were important to me around, you know, like I was talking about earlier with a happy home and, and feeling loved, um, you know, how are you going to control those situations where maybe you want to lose your temper, where um, are you going to be able to breathe? Are you going to be able to, you know, do the things that in theory, you want to do. And um, I've learned a lot about kind of my process uh, around that, how I process things, how um, this day and age, there was a lot of things, especially with my daughter, who's um, 12, almost 13 now, that I thought I had a few more years for some some of the questions that were coming up and, and some of the situations that arose. So things come at you pretty, uh, pretty fast. And, and yes, I think... Um, really what I've, I've learned about myself is, is just this uh staying true to kind of what we think is important and, and at the end of the day just back to again like a loving household love and the the real basic things and um we can work through basically any, anything under that and i think we've done a reasonable job with it not to say i've never lose my temper or any of that stuff but um i think we've done a reasonable job and being able to kind of stick to the plan as much as possible um though i do think you said it's not a punch in the face. I think it is a punch in the face. <laughs> I think I've been punched numerous times in the face. Um, yes. And, and, uh, but yeah, I think just, it's almost like running a business, right? You just, you kind of keep the real core, the things that are very, very true and kind of the guiding principles of your household and the business, you stay true to those and, and you can kind of deal with the day to day as long as you don't deviate too much from uh, what's truly important to you. Nice. Yeah, no doubt. And I think one of the things you said there, kind of kind of lead up to my next question where you said yeah you know you 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 kind of sacrifice everything you take a back seat for your kids and got to make sure you're there for your spouse right uh you don't want to forget them but then also too you if you forget completely about yourself it's not a good trait to show your kids right i always thought one of my bugaboos was like my kids always have to be doing something and i'm like well no sometimes for me when i was their age boredom actually create like help my uh, creativity exp you know expand and all that right like you don't always have to be doing something you don't always have to be like watching a show or going for a walk or like yes you want to be you know in there you want to be a participating parent I i'm not saying that but like the idea of like i think it's a great way to like 
yes, you want to be there for everybody, but you also need to take care of yourself so you can be on your A game. Not every time. Cause like you said, like if anybody came on this podcast, like, Oh, I never get upset at my kids. I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna call you out. Cause there have been times where I got mad, <laughs> I got angry, I got upset. And after, you know, cooler heads prevailed, I apologized and all that. But I think right there is a good piece of advice for new dads or new parents where it's like, yes, you want to take care of your family, but you also have to take care of yourself. You can use that one, but you have another dad hack or piece of advice you would offer to new dads. Very much that. And I think I was guilty of uh, not doing that. Now, that being said, I think um, my wife, who we've been married, you know, 16 years now, very supportive and, and always very much supportive of um understanding that I had interests outside uh, outside the marriage and, and outside parenthood when when that happened. So avid golfer, I play hockey, I'm Canadian, so you kind of have to, um, you know, played a lot of sports with friends and, uh, and that sort of thing. So kind of throughout the journey, throughout the early days of being married, we love to travel and, and do things too. So we were, um, I was always able to maintain a balance. And then even after parenthood, I was able to do a lot of those things too. So Definitely, I'm not going to, uh, you know, get a lot of um, pity for my wife and saying, you know, I wasn't able to take care of myself all the time. But <laughs> that being said, uh, especially with my second child, uh, this is something I wouldn't recommend is that year um, I changed careers. I left a corporate job, uh, joined a startup, moved cities, and we had a baby all in a three-month span. Wouldn't rec- I wouldn't recommend that to anybody uh, if you're ever thinking about it. And that was where I think things kind of uh, fell off for me. And I think I didn't do a very good job of taking the mental breaks. Um, you know, I was, I was getting out of the interests and the things that I loved. I, I wasn't getting out and, and being with friends and, and playing sports and do the, the things that I loved because I was so caught up and I gained a bunch of weight and, and, you know, I just wasn't, um, wasn't taking care of myself and only until kind of recently to kind of reassess um, the importance of these things and make sure that I'm, I'm getting that time back. So yeah, I think that um, in terms of hacks, I, th- I think you touched on basically everything I would say there. Um, and one thing that was uh, really, I'm, I'm really glad we did is is just that mentality that I kind of touched on earlier. It doesn't mean you have to stop the things you love, like find ways to bring your kids into it and, and enjoy it together. And my boy's five and I'm an avid golfer. Now we go out to the golf course and play a lot of games together. He loves it. It's just a fun day. And um, yeah, just finding ways to um, you know, get out and find, you know, common, common things that we can do together all the time. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Finding ways, not just like our hobbies, but their hobbies, you know, like understand and enjoy with them. Cause it's a great way. And you can see like, yeah, relationships are two way streets. Like I'll show you my sports. I'll show, you know, you can show me your favorite song or whatever the case may be, but you're like, you guys are definitely bonding in different ways. Just a hockey. So my youngest, she's uh, a big Bruins fan. She got totally devastated and I just try to tell her, I'm like, look, it's not like the NFL or baseball where the top seed is always going to probably like breeze through hockey is the most frustrating. I think like whoever won the president's cup in the past 13 years, only one won the Stanley cup. And I'm like, and she's like, yes. Oh, she's still like, why didn't you tell me this before the playoffs? And I was like, sorry. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. We got to be careful because I can tangent on hockey all day, but uh, it is such an interesting game where the gap between regular season and playoff hockey is greater than any other sport it's a completely different game and i i didn't grow or i didn't play extremely competitive but even in the the lower leagues i played in it's a different world as soon as you get to playoffs and then they've done a really good job in the league of of parity of the teams the gap between the top and the bottom teams is so small nowadays it's uh so it can happen um i was rooting for the Bruins too but uh uh actually the team team i like mainly root for so i i grew up playing uh 
I grew up in Saskatchewan in Canada, middle of Canada, so we didn't have a local uh, NHL team. So I grew up idolizing uh, Mario Lemieux uh, for Pittsburgh. So I grew up a, a Penguins fan and, and I wrote it out with that franchise. And it was a good one to follow. We had some really awful years in the early 2000s, but we had, you know, Mario and Yager and then now Crosby and Malkin. Like we've had some amazing players come through. So uh, it's worked out well. So given they weren't in the playoffs, I could cheer for Boston, but ordinarily uh, I don't cheer Similar for Boston. Similar color scheme, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. Nice. Thank you very much for kind of indulging me with that. Now let's talk a little bit about Kinzu, man. I love the fact that you guys created this up, you, you know, it's trying to uh, keep families safe. You got like a bunch of features there, but talk about the inspiration to set this up, man. Yeah. Um, my daughter was seven at the time that um, I started the company and what I talked about earlier when we moved cities and I, I left a corporate job and, and joined a startup, um, I was working at a corporate job in, in finance and corporate finance, kind of supporting M&A and doing these sort of things. Um, my company merged with another company and it was becoming apparent that we were probably going to be made, made redundant. Um, so I started reaching out to my network and somebody introduced me to um, a father and son that they had made an app um, here in Vancouver. And um they built the app and then they didn't really you know it wasn't it didn't just take off as as things don't do but they were looking for somebody to kind of make sense of it so um i ended up the timing was right so i made the move and i, and I joined that company to kind of lead and and um try to figure out where we wanted to go with that uh, particular app and um it was around video sharing and we were trying to come look at how companies might use it to create video-based records and, and things like that but what was interesting is my daughter started to uh, pick it up and use it and send videos back to her grandparents back home and some old friends that she had moved away from. So I kind of watched that for a little while. And then one night had the epiphany in bed and kind of woke up and I couldn't go back to sleep. So I ended up writing a business plan for Kinzu. Um, so that was kind of the beginning. But underneath that, it was really, as a parent, I think one of the things I was constantly struggling with, and I think this will resonate with most, is this relationship with technology and, and um, with our kids and screen time and, and how much is too much and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and this constant reconciliation that, you know, technology is going to be a part of their lives. That's inevitable. I don't think all tech is bad. I just don't happen to like anything that she's using on a day to day. And I see the ads popping up everywhere. You see kind of the persuasive design and the rabbit holes that YouTube brings up and these sort of things. So what I kind of got to was, um, a real fundamental belief that if we could be a true partner to parents and bring platforms that were by parents for parents and still built um, to give kids, you know, what we think the best of technology. And I think tech can be fun. It can be creative. I, I think it can connect them with people and that's all really good stuff. But what we want to stay away from is the algorithms, the uh, things that hook them, in, hook them in, the persuasive design, the ads, the um, social validation of like how many likes and followers do my posts get and, and, you know, there's this growing evidence that that is probably having a pretty uh, detrimental effect on on the teen psyche, especially with young girls. So instead of just blaming, you know, the piece of hardware, the, the iPad that was sitting on, on the table and saying, okay, you can only use that for this amount of time. The real crux of Kinzu is what if we could strip away the bad and only focus on the good and then start to build solutions around that? Maybe we can shift the way that parents actually look at technology and um, maybe we can, you know, create an environment where that iPad doesn't have to be the enemy. It can be something where families can actually lean in and um, 
connect together and, and share things as a family and, and watch the kids video call with grandma directly without having to be that kind of in between all the time or send them a game or uh, send them a photo of what they're up to. And, and we think that these are all really great applications of technology. So that's kind of um, the pillars that we build around. I think that there's lots of good uses for technology. It doesn't mean I want my kids on the iPad eight hours a day or, or any of that. I think every family has to decide kind of what balance they want of technology. But with Kinza, what we're trying to do is when the kids are using a device, it's going to be time well spent. And that's really what we're trying to arm parents with. And our big vision is if a parent looks over their child's shoulder on the iPad and they see the Kinzu logo, the, the anxiety that we kind of feel is going to melt. And that's really what we're trying to do. I applaud you for that and you and your team for doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think every generation, each parent deals with their wild, wild west, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s and, you know, for me growing up in the 80s and 90s, it was like, ooh, what's going to be on HBO? Or, you know, what are they doing? Where are they going with their friends? And, you know, how far are they going to drop, you know, ride their bike somewhere, right? And there was like, okay, if you found some weird stuff, maybe it's like going in the woods or whatever, but it's not like all attacking or creating this algorithm being like, you walk in the woods and it's not like you're doing everything. And it's all of a sudden like, oh, Art likes to go in the woods with his friends at this time. Let's like, you know, bring all this negative stuff and things to attract them and addict them. A lot of different things, a lot of, you know, I mean, having, you know, technology where like you can, you know, text your kid, be like, hey, are you okay? Good. As opposed to, we don't know where our kids are, right? They're like, just come home before the streetlights come on. Now it's like, of course, like you said, all of the negative things, but you want to make sure that parents and kids embrace technology, especially you being in this field, you know that, hey, maybe your kids want to get into the tech world and find and maybe create their own app or work with you and, you know, carry on the on the business or whatever. So what is your feelings on how parents and obviously using Kinzu, like with the creativity, with the, you know, the different things that you guys can do and obviously hanging out with um, family uh, with the app, but how do you feel parents and kids can create a healthy relationship with technology, but also, you know, cause like you said, I love the fact you said with your daughter, like she's asking things I didn't think she was going to ask just yet. And I think that is another thing about our wild, wild West as parents where it's like, they will find out about things sooner than we are. And not only might they hear a word, but they might see something, what that word means. And then you got to explain it to them. Right. So how do parents kind of I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but there are certain instances where like, I got to answer this question because uh, my daughters are 15 and going to be my, other, my youngest is going to be 13 soon. And I'm just like, oh, why? Why do I have to answer this? But you want to be honest with them. But talk a little bit about how parents and kids can embrace technology, but not get addicted to it. Yeah, I, I think despite the fact that I'm, you know, I started a company and, and we're doing some things like Kinzu, I, I don't pretend to say I have all the answers when it comes yeah. to this. Um, I, th I think ultimately it's, we're all just trying to find a more symbiotic relationship with technology where, um, so there's a, a few things going on. I, th I think um, parents, we we have to understand when kids use technology, I think there's, there's a certain level of uh, understanding and education that we have to uh, bring on. And that gets hard because most of what we read, I mean, it's a reflection of the world as a, as a whole is it's quite polarizing. So it's either, Screens are fine. There's no big deal. Or, you know, screens are, there's actually headlines that say it's worse than heroin that I've read. And um, so as, as it goes, it's very hard. So, you know, we've created a lot of resources on our blog and my personal newsletter to try and be that kind of reasonable voice in the room to kind of say, you know, like, like everything else in life, there's good aspects and bad aspects of, of tech. 
Um, I think we as parents, so getting kids to buy in, I don't think it's hard. Kids want to be on tech and, and kids want to use it probably as much as they can. Um, but for parents, I think it's about finding that balance. And what we've, so when I started Kinzu and I say we want to focus on only the good aspects of technology, we had to kind of define what that meant to us. And for us, that means uh, technology can be additive if it's connecting people with friends, if it's helping explore uh, creativity and allowing you know kids to be creative, and if it's cultivating new skills and interests. Um, so we call that our three C's, and those are really our product pillars that we build around. There's a fourth C that all of us know, uh, which is consumption. And um, it's not to say there isn't room for any consumption. My kids watch plenty of YouTube and, and they play Roblox and all of that sort of thing. Um, and, and that's the one I think we have to, um, that's the one that needs to be in balance. So consumption is the one we have to watch. A lot comes with consumption because when we're consuming now on the platforms and many kids are using, and this is not to shame any parents because my kids are YouTube users and, and all of that as well. Many of them are on that young, but I think we as parents have to understand what that means. So what that means is it's going to track what they watch. It's going to put more of that content in front of them. It's going to continue to do that. Content tends to get a little more extreme or polarizing as as time passes because enrage and, and engage and, and all of that sort of thing. Um, but there's a very good reason that it can often be a fight asking the kid to put the iPad down because the way that these um, programs and, and systems and social media and TikTok and all of this are, are the same, they are exceptional at tapping into our very, very basic core human needs and and exploiting that for um more time on air and and the common thread with all of those platforms is the business model in which they sit which is an advertising business model so the way that works obviously the longer eyeballs are on their product the more as they can show you the more money they make so i think that's where we as parents have to kind of at least understand how the game works and we can understand what's going on we have to understand the motivations of the platforms and how that doesn't always jive with the motivations of the kids. And we're trying to change that at Kinzu, but that also means we have to bring a different business model um, and we need parents to buy into that. And that's going to be our long term. Um, that's going to be the challenge that we have to kind of navigate through. And we do need that buy-in from parents. And I think we're getting to a point where, where we're going to get that. But at a high level, that's kind of what I'd say. I don't have all the answers, but I think these are some of the things that we need to think about as parents and and understand when kids are on the platform again, what the platforms want from your kid is very different from, often from what the parent would want. No doubt. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that. And I think with when you say parents buy in, it's obviously you people, one of the reasons why I have you on here is like Kinzu is an app that, like you said, it's. It, you, you look over there and it's like, a, like, what are you on? Oh, okay. Kinzu. All right. I can go actually make dinner now, or I can go back to work and have the sales call or whatever. Right. Like you can, you can do these certain things and like I can mow the lawn and they're on this thing. And, and that's great. I, and, you know, for me, like playing Nintendo eight bit, cause you know, the struggle is real. You couldn't really save it. You had to like maybe pause it for dinner and you like maybe playing eight hours during a summer day because it was rainy out and your, your parents are like, well, I got to work or, you know, stay home or whatever. Right solving games are like yeah right i'm trying to like find the the positivity of just sitting in front of a game playing eight <laughs> hours but like with the different features you guys have especially you know the studio like i love i don't mind my kids using their ipad and making like a short like video or making a trailer or something because you know what maybe they want to get in movies or maybe they want to get into set design or whatever right i'm cool with that creativity that's cool so 
not only is Kinzu safe and parents are like, yep, go ahead, have fun, you know, have fun for an hour or whatever, you're, you know, whatever. But talk about, for those who are listening to this and never heard of it, talk about the different features and especially, you know, one of the things too, my family lives in New Hampshire. My dad is not sometimes the greatest with technology. So if you're trying to find grandparents that aren't really as mobile as they used to be, like this is a great way because one of the, one of the things too, when I was a kid, I remember like, I'm the youngest of three. You had that phone line up. Like if someone's birthday, it's like, hi, grandpa, how you doing? All right, cool. Yep. All right. How's the weather? Yep. The weather's great here. All right, bye. And then you hand the phone to your sister and it's just like, you know, that, and kids are not really engaged because they can't really see, you know, when they're like toddlers or, you know, from like, I don't know, five to 11, where they want to see something, right. And they want to engage with someone. So a lot of great features, a lot of great ways you can connect with, you know, family, not just grandparents, but family, but there's also the studio. Talk about the three different main features of Kinzu, just so people can understand, like you guys have a lot there. Yeah, yeah, we have lots going on. Um, we have three different products. So Kinzu Together, it's a video calling service uh, where you play games or read books together on a video call. And, and that's generally the use case there is grandparent to grandchild, um, but obviously it can be parent to parent to child friend to friend, you know, any, any scenario, but we find it works really well with the grandparent grandchild because um, any of us know, and if your kid is on a video call, oftentimes it's a very low quality experience for the person on the other end. Um, we found that by inserting, uh, you know, books and, and games into the experience that it, it really, um, the child is more present, the, the conversations are better. There's things to do. It's, it's just a much better kind of experience for both parties. So Really excited about that. We're bringing other fun features like some of the face filters and allow them to go into a photo booth and have some fun, uh, try masks on grandma and grandpa and do things like that. But it also importantly is um, you can install it on the device and the child can actually make those calls themselves. So it's not always the parent, make a FaceTime call here, have the phone. Child can actually do that. The grandparent can call the child. So my five-year-old, he just turned six. Um, grandma can call him directly and they go have a conversation and we don't have to be that kind of intermediary. So that's, that's really nice. Um, Kinsu Messenger, it's our all ages messaging platform. Um, you touched on the fact that basically we serve four-year-olds to 94-year-olds and everything in between. So um, I think a lot of what we bring is maybe in the nuance or the things that aren't completely obvious, but I think well, very well-designed product. We invested very, very heavily before we ever got to market into building workflows that were going to be easy for the youngest user, the oldest user, but still appealing to everybody, those of us in the fatter part of the curve. Um, and um, yeah, so it's a messaging uh, platform, basically, uh, a la, you know, iMessage, WhatsApp, it's got all the features set, the video calling, mini games and, and things like that. I think our secret sauce goes back to like staying away from persuasive design. So we have mini games in there, but they can only play three times and then they got to move on. Whereas most other platforms are going to be like, how do we get them to play 10 times or 100 times? Because that means they're on the platform longer. So I think we we put our money where our mouth is with a lot of kind of that nuance in the design. And I also think we have one of the things we do really well is we understand that um, the kids that we serve, especially the children and the tweens, they want to be on TikTok. They want to be on Instagram. They want to be on Snapchat. Um, so where I think a lot of kids' apps um, struggle is that everything is bright and colorful and, and there's explainers everywhere and they assume they can't figure out how it works and they're going to have a lot of cute things and all that. So we, we've tried to give them that kind of grown up experience as well with a very clean UI and, and design and, um, but a, a lot of the feature set of what they might find on a TikTok or an Instagram, but of course 
within private sharing networks. Um, and it's controlled by parents and we have all the parental controls, all that stuff. And then Kinzu Studio, um, it's a basic animation uh, tool. So kids make their own characters, um, put them into scenes, uh, stitch scenes together, and then they can export the, this story when they're done as a video-based file that they can then share uh, through the messenger. They can even put up on YouTube or whatever they might want to do with it. Um, really, really excited. It allows them to explore uh, creativity, but also learn some practical skills around, you know, basic animation, storytelling, I think things that are going to uh, serve them for years and years. So those are our three products and some of the some of the high level, not feature by feature, but just kind of like what we're trying to do at a high level. No doubt, man. That's great. And um, so you have your target audience at home with you. So obviously, you know, you, you're saying that they there were certain things that you saw that your kids were doing that, you know, helped inspire Kinzu. Do they give you any advice like, dad, you should add this. <laughs> They've never done that to you. All the time. And uh, <laughs> they are they are researcher number one and two. So basically, I come up with, I, we never have a shortage of ideas. That's one thing we say internally. Like we, we've got them all and, and there's inspiration everywhere. And it, again, it can be like, hey, this is happening on Snapchat. I don't want you on Snapchat, but like what is actually going on there? A lot of times like, hey, we want to, you know, put on the, put on the filters and have a laugh. And like, uh, you know, I have Snapchat on my phone and we're, we're looking at filters together on the phone and having a great laugh sitting side by side. And I think that's really good stuff. So right. all of that. Um, yeah, we'll have all kinds of ideas. How do you think? Uh, what platforms are you using? What is it that you like? And um, it's been extremely helpful to kind of, there are platforms that I guarantee I would have never heard about, um, but, you know, my son or daughter are using them all the time. And I'm able to kind of watch from a distance and, and try to kind of understand at a very basic level, okay, what is it about this that they really like? And it's not just with the character around, but usually it's problem solving or a lot of the times, and, and this is another um, maybe piece of advice regarding technology is just um, a lot of times they just want to hang out with their friends. Um, technology now, I used to hop on two buses and go to my friend's house and you know, late at night through parts of a city, um, if I could have sat in my room and had to come, put on the headset and, and been talking to them and playing a game together, 100% I would have. There's no way I would have, you know, hopped those two buses. So I think there's a little bit of like idealism and like, no, I would. No, I, I think we all would. So the world has changed. And I think a lot of the time our kids are on tech. They just want to hang out with friends and, and yeah. play games and, and do things together. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm doing. But yes, they... Every feature, they're the first ones to try it. We get their feedback, we iterate, we improve. And, and yes, they're extremely valuable, unpaid uh, <laughs> members of the company. Ah, now they're paid. You, get them, you give them food, shelter, all that good stuff, right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. That is true. Yes. You're like, this is what an internship is like, all right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is real life stuff. Yeah. Teach them lessons all the time. I love it. All right. Thank you very much for sharing your fatherhood journey. Uh, right now, as well as uh, the great work you guys are doing over at Kinzu, like Sean said, like parents, if you're looking for something that's, I mean, how much time do we have? Like, or not time, but like, how many things are we stressed out about in life? Kinzu, you support them. They're going to support you knowing that you have peace of mind. You can do stuff, make dinner and let that, you know, let your kids be creative. Talk to, you know, family and friends. So definitely support them out. We're going to finish off with the fatherhood quick five right now. Favorite family movie. Do you guys have one? Into the Spider-Verse. It's a bit of recency bias in there, but 
Yeah, such a good movie. I love like especially like with creativity and animation and you know the studio, right? Like it's just think about like maybe kids playing on Kinzu is, is gonna be the next director of some awesome animated movie, right? So love that. Uh favorite song right now as a family, or do you or was there like a genre or a band that you couldn't wait to introduce your kids to? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I grew up in like the nineties. I think there's tons of great music underrated. So yes, everything from grunge and i'm a huge hip-hop uh person so i don't know that we have a favorite band but certainly exposing uh my daughter my daughter and now my son a little bit obviously it's hip-hop you gotta be a little careful <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah i would say uh definitely my daughter's getting to the point um yeah i can't think of a favorite band off the top of my head but certainly it's like yeah we're, we're hip-hop and stuff like that is like yeah i don't know i don't know about stores up uh you guys in canada but like like I, I'm in a Target and all of a sudden I see like a Nirvana shirt, you know, selling in all the different like there's the mom shirt for them, the dads and the kids. I'm like, this wasn't Nirvana. <laughs> it's funny. Like they're out there now, right? Like that's funny. Totally. You see a kid wearing a Nirvana shirt has no idea who Kurt Cobain is or whatever, right? And not knowing that you're now yeah. the lead Bane, uh, the lead member of uh, Foo Fighters. So it's just it's just funny to that's me. Right. Sometimes I'll chuckle. I'm like. Okay, <laughs> just grab the perfect family vacation. Where would it be? Oh man, I think we we had it last year. We went on a, a road trip from Vancouver down the west coast. Um, we st- the end of the journey was Pebble Beach. Um, for golf, gave myself a present. Um, but along the way, we uh we hit amusement parks, Santa Cruz. We hit Six Flags. We hit the sand dunes in Oregon. We hit some other golfing. We hit uh, Napa Valley. Uh, for some wine tastings with my wife. It was it was wonderful. It was two weeks on the road. I didn't know what to expect. We hadn't been, done anything like that. Uh, we're doing it again this year. So that's how that's how good it was. Nice. That's fantastic, man. All right. You talked a little about like, you know, who your favorite hockey team is. So we're going to go with golf since you're a big uh, fan of golf. Is there a place that you would love to be in, like, they just give you like the red carpet treatment, Sean, here, let's go come to our, our golf course. Where would you love to go that you haven't played yet that you would just love to play on? Augusta. National. Um, yeah, that that is the dream. Um, I've been extremely fortunate. I've been able to play some amazing courses, uh, you know, Pebble Beach and Bandon Dunes and, and things like that. But yeah, I think the, the holy grail when it comes to golf is Augusta. And I think part of that is it's that thing you know you'll never be able to do unless <laughs> unless something happens in my life um, unexpected. But um, yeah, that would, be the, that would be the holy grail. Awesome. Thank you very much for sharing that. And lastly, top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a dad. What would you want them to be? Oh, man. Fun, loving, and supportive. Nice. Great three words right there. People, support Sean and his team over at Kinzu. Go to Kinzu.com. Learn more about that uh, app and all the different features that they have. It's a great way just to connect with family, uh, embrace creativity, and also for the parents, just sigh of relief being like yeah enjoy have fun on this app i won't have to check it that there's going to be weird things popping up or suggestive things support sean um again sean thank you very much for supporting the art of fatherhood i wish you and your family continued success sir thanks sir i appreciate it thank you thanks for checking out this week's edition of the art of fatherhood podcast please rate subscribe and review wherever you listen to podcasts and also go to artoffatherhood.net You can have a chance to check out some great articles like the weekly Dad's Doing It Right column, the Collector of the Week, and many more. Plus, you have a chance to win some very cool prizes like video games, collectibles, all that good stuff. Go to artoffatherhood.net and please make sure you rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts because I'll greatly appreciate it to get the word out on the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Thank you so much.
Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to theartoffatherhood.net.